Hallelujah. And a very happy person in the house shout hallelujah. If you're going to get the biggest blessing tonight, shout the biggest and loudest hallelujah. Let's raise our hands to God in heaven and worship him tonight. You are wonderful. You are worthy, O Lord. You are wonderful. You are worthy. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. You are worthy, O Lord. You are Thank you for what you have promised to do. We open up ourselves to receive from you tonight. Father, glorify your son Jesus. Bless everyone. Touch us one and all. Let us go home with the fullness of your blessing. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shout hallelujah. Please have your seat in God's glorious presence. I give God the glory. I bless him for the opportunity to stand before you tonight to share God's word. And I also thank my leaders for this privilege. I know God is going to make this service a very special one for somebody. It's going to be one that you will not forget in a long, long time. Let your amen cooperate with God. 
the message of tonight is very simple. So simple that everyone can easily get it. But I want you to listen closely because of what God has promised to do. Before we go on, let me tell us what the Lord said he wants to do. There are some categories of people that we will be ministering to tonight. And if you are in any of those categories, when it is time for prayer and ministration, I'm going to ask you to please step forward and receive by faith. Number one, the Lord said, there is at least somebody here, either on-site or online, you have frightening encounters in your dream in that you get flogged. You wake up in pains and sometimes with marks on your body. In fact, you are at the point where you are afraid to sleep at night. God said, tonight is your deliverance. Number two, you are that person that you are satisfied living a mediocre life because people in your family who are bright stars die young. So you rather live long and remain mediocre. If you are that person, God wants to put a name to that in your life tonight. Number three, you are somebody that can be described as a late comer in life. Most good things come to you late. But the Lord said, as we pray for you tonight, things shall happen to you on time as from now. Number four, you are that person that almost every prophetic word God has given you has been fiercely resisted by the devil so much that you are almost doubting God. God said, as we pray for you tonight, I will snatch my word from the mouth of wisters. Number five, you are that person that when good things are about to happen to you at the point of realizing that thing, you see yourself unprepared. You are always unprepared for your breakthrough, and so it slips away from your hand. Number six, you are that person that you have looked forward to sorting critical issues out with God at this convention. You have zeroed your mind. Just let me get to the convention. Things must change. If you're that person, God said, I will honor your faith. Number seven, you're that person that has a malfunctioning organ in your body. Malfunctioning organ in your body. And finally, number eight, if you're that person that you are dealing with the same thing that God already delivered you from, it came back. It came back. And you are asking God to give you another chance. If you are in any of those eight categories when it is time for prayer, don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. God wants to help you. And in fact, from tonight, there will be testimonies. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 2, 2 to 3. Hebrews 2, 2 to 3. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast 
And every transgression and disobedience received a just reward. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? Friends, this is the convention of greater works. In God's agenda, I believe, this is the season when the workings of God in you and through you shall be in the order of the supernatural and extraordinary. It's our ordained season of greater works. You see, one of the consequences of COVID-19 that many of us may have seen is that the world was introduced to what was called a new normal. That is to say, some things will never be the same again. But for us, believers, for us, government NA members and participants in this convention, greater work shall be our new normal as from now in the name of Jesus. I want you to believe with me that this service is going to be a three-in-one service. Number one, gospel service in which God will save many souls. Number two, healing service in which it will heal the sick. And number three, it will be an impartation service whereby every one of us will receive the impartation for greater works in all our realms in the name of Jesus. The Lord will do much more for us in Jesus' name. Glory be to Jesus. I've been asked to speak tonight on the topic, Great Salvation with Proofs. Great Salvation with Proofs. When people go to church, what they want is Jesus, not politics, not stories, not sentiments. They are not looking for that historical figure who lived and died 2,000 years ago. They are not looking for a phantom, a myth. If they have ever read the Bible, they want to encounter the same Jesus that they have read about. Who did what they read that he did. They want to encounter and experience him in the fullness of his vitality and power. Who will do again what they have heard him do? What they have read him do? They want to encounter that kind of Jesus. They want to see proofs that he is still alive and well. Shortly before he arrived on earth, when he was still in his mother's womb, the angel of God appeared to Joseph and spoke to him in Matthew 1.21 what the baby's assignment on earth was going to be. Matthew 1.21, she shall bring forth a son. You will call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And when he became a full-grown man, he was in the synagogue. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, Luke 4, 18, and he declared his mission statement. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty 
those who are oppressed, salvation. That was his ministry mandate, salvation. Not just common salvation, but great salvation. Why is it great salvation? I believe we can call it great salvation because it came to God at a great cost. It cost God his all. John 3, 16. He so loved the world that he gave his all. He gave Jesus to the world. Why is it great salvation? Because... It came at a great cost to Jesus himself. He laid down his life. He paid the debt he didn't owe in order to rescue the people who owed a debt they couldn't pay. Great cost to him. Why is it great salvation? Because this salvation we're talking about is full and free and comprehensive and all-encompassing. This great salvation includes welfare, includes prosperity, and deliverance, and victory, and healing, and health, and divine help, divine assistance, and most important of all, eternal life, great salvation. This salvation is what makes available to us all that pertains to life and godliness. It is packaged in that which God brought to us through Jesus and his death on the cross. Great salvation. Great salvation from sin. Great salvation from sickness, which we call healing. He forgave the sins of people. Forgive the sin of that man in Mark chapter 2. That his four friends brought to him. He was a paralytic man. What he was looking for was healing, but Jesus knew he needed more than healing. He needed the healing of his soul so that his eternity could be guaranteed. And so he looked at him and said, son, your sins are forgiven you. And when they will not let him rest and they continue to criticize him, so you will know that the son of man has power to forgive sins. I say to you, boy, rise up, take up your bed and walk. Great salvation. From sin. Great salvation from sickness. You see that in the ministry of Jesus severally. Healing the blind, healing the lame, cleansing lepers, and so on. Great salvation from suffering. He healed that woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, who had suffered from the hands of doctors. See, she used to be wealthy and healthy, but now she was sick and broke until she encountered Jesus and he saved him from the suffering of 12 years. Great salvation from Satan and his works. That madman of Gadara, you know his story very much. The enemy confined him to that street of Gadara where he could not do anything but cut himself and snap chains as though they were thread. And Jesus encountered him and set him free and made him a minister of the gospel. What of that woman who had been bent for 18 years? That after Jesus had delivered her, Jesus said, Ought we not to deliver this woman whom the devil has bound these 18 years? Knowing also that she's the seed of Abraham. Jesus saves from Satan. He saves from the devil. He saves from demons. 
And he also gives supernatural and divine interventions that we call miracles, that we call signs, that we call wonders. He gave Peter a big catch. This was a man who had just experienced a business failure and he gave him a business breakthrough because he's a miracle worker. He put money in the mouth of a fish. He fed 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two pieces of fish. And I'm trusting God for you tonight. Whatever miracle you are believing God for, you will get it. In the name of Jesus. Jesus did all these as proof that indeed God sent him. And Peter declared in Acts chapter 2, verse 22, when he was talking about the man Jesus, he said, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs. We God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. God approved him by the things that he enabled and empowered him to do. Signs, wonders, and miracles. And Jesus himself said, these are the same things that I came to do. Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good. Healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Acts chapter 1 and verse 1. The Bible now tells us that these are the works that Jesus began both to teach and to do. And he started to do it then. He continues to do them now in order to prove his calling to the extent that when you get to John chapter 21 and verse 25, John 21, 25 NLT, the Bible says Jesus also did many other things if they were all written down. I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. His works are so numerous that nobody could count them. And I'm trusting God for you. That after this convention, you also count your own miracles as part of the works of Jesus in Jesus' name. After seeing all the great works that Jesus did, his disciples one day approached him in John Chapter 6, 28 to 29. John 6, 28 to 29. They came to him and they asked him, What shall we do that we might walk the works of God? And Jesus said to them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he has sent. I want you to note this, friends. The works of God are the works of faith. You heard that last night. When you get so intimate with the Lord in a continuous, consistent, unbroken fellowship, intimacy, until you become one with him, what develops in you is faith. And when that faith is available, anything is possible. God only works through men and women who believe in him and his son, Jesus Christ. He works through those who believe in his words and promises. And so Jesus in John 14, 12, John 14, 12, now declared to the disciples and said, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go 
to my father. You believe in him. You will do greater works. To do those greater works, Jesus did something. He gave those who believe in him a license to operate his name. His name. Mark 16, 18 to 19. Mark 16, 18 to 19. He said, these signs will follow them that believe. These signs are the proofs that they are saved, they are called, they are sent. You remember the story of Moses when God was going to send him on a mission of deliverance to the people of Israel in the bondage of Pharaoh in Egypt in Exodus chapter 3, 13 to 14. God called him and gave him an assignment. And he said to God, when I get to them, who would I tell them sent me? And God said, tell them I am that I am has sent me. When you get to chapter 4, 1 to 9, because Moses was not convinced. He said, what if I tell them the I am that I am has sent me and they still don't believe me? God said, what is that in your hand? He said, it's a rod. God said, cast it on the ground. He did. He turned it into a serpent. God said, pick it up again. God said, put your, your hand in your armpit. He did. It became leprous. God said, pull it out. Became normal again. God said, if they do not believe the first one, they'll believe the second sign. And in the event they do not believe the second sign, you take some water from the Nile, pour it on the ground, it will turn to blood. Then they will believe. God knew that the natural man will not believe until he sees a proof. Until he sees signs. As it was then, so it is now. It is no problem for God to prove that he has called and sent his servant. Because without signs and wonders, it is difficult to believe. I pray today, by the things God will do in your life and in your family, he will prove that indeed you are a saved soul. Say louder, amen, my friends. So he said, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick in my name. And they will recover. And to let you know that Jesus meant what he was saying. Immediately he said that. The disciples went forth. Mark chapter 16 and verse 20. The Bible says, as they went. God confirmed their words with the same signs that he promised would follow them. They only needed to go and preach Jesus. And he proved their calling and their message by the signs following. Peter preached in that name. Signs and wonders followed as proof that he was sent. In Acts chapter 3, he saw a man who had been lame from birth. And the man looked up to him as though he was going to get something from him. He said, man, look at me very well. We don't have anything. At least what you are expecting, we do not have. But such as we have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus, who said that in his name we will lay hands on the sick. The one who promised that signs will follow as we go. Get up and walk. You know the end of the story. It happened. Paul 
also preached that name and proofs, signs followed. The Bible said even through Paul, God wrought special, special miracles. Philip did. The entire city of Samaria rejoiced because of evangelist Philip. The early church preached and God proved with signs following. In fact, demons knew them. To the extent they spoke out one day, they said, Jesus, we know. Paul, we know. And today, all over the world, wherever Jesus is preached, wherever this gospel is preached in spirit and in truth, the Lord still confirms his word with signs following through available vessels, whether in the villages of Africa or in the deserts of Middle East, or in the cow regions of Siberia, or in Hollywood, or in the ghettos of America, Jesus is still at work. He is still proving that he has sent his ministers. He is at work today and he will do the same for you in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. The Lord says somebody is hearing this message tonight, online, on-site, as long as you are hearing us, you are here. The Lord says somebody is hearing us tonight. He said, the cycle of losses in your life breaks today. Yeah. This person that God is talking about, you usually make something substantial only to lose it and start all over again. No more. Thank you, Lord. So now Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do and greater works. Why did Jesus say so? And we believe that what he said was true because in John 14, 6, he said his name is the truth. So if he says you will do greater works, you better believe him. He was saying we will do greater works because the one that was talking at this point was the man of Nazareth, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And you heard in the morning, he said, because I am going to the Father. And I will send the same power that enabled me to do these things. I will send him to you to empower you to do similar things and greater things. Greater in number because now I am the only one who have him. But then all of you will have him. And so what I am able to do in one place, you can do in several places at the same time without a drop in quality. Hmm. To God be the glory. And this is what Jesus has been doing in the lives of his children and ministers. And I thank God. I personally thank God. When he gave me this mandate, he said to me, if only people will believe that I sent you to them, there is nothing I cannot do for them. And he has proven it to be true over the years. I'm going to share a few testimonies with you, and then we pray. The reason why I share testimonies is because, see, one good testimony is worth ten good sermons. It's just something in you. If God could do that, he can do much more for me. When you share testimonies, you glorify God, you enable him to flex his muscles and say, I did it, and I can do more. I will share a few testimonies with you tonight. And if you are in any of these categories, I want you to believe God for what he can do. We were in service one day when the Lord said somebody was hearing us 
who had a bad doctor's report in their hand. And the Lord said, this person should not worry because he will turn it around for them. What I didn't know was that a woman who was traveling to Africa was at the airport, had just left the doctor's office with a report that said the baby in her womb had died, was no longer breathing. This woman was going to Africa sad, perhaps to go and evacuate the pregnancy. For some reason, she locked down and she was watching the snow program that we were doing. She wasn't our member. I didn't know him, know her, okay? And she was hearing, and immediately the faith rose within her to believe God. And she went to Africa, and a few days later, she went back to the, her doctor there, and the doctor found a good baby, doing well. She gave back to a baby boy. It was after the delivery she sent us a testimony of what God did in her life. That tells you something. When God proves the veracity and the authenticity of his call upon his servants, distance is immaterial. Wherever you are, you will get your own. I said you will get your own. There was a woman who was sick. She just had a baby, but she had a sore in her leg, on her thigh. And this sore was so bad that it wouldn't heal. It continued to fester. And it festered so much that the flesh started to decay. According to our testimony, and she came to church to share this testimony at House of Change. According to our testimony, 40 specialists came together to look at her. And they said there was nothing they could do because they did not know what was responsible for that problem. And because they couldn't diagnose, there was no prescription they could give her. And they told her, most likely, we're going to amputate this leg. It was at that point that a neighbor of hers, a family friend, told her, can I talk to my pastor? Maybe he can come and pray with you. And he came very early on Sunday morning. We just finished snow on Friday night. So I was tired. I was trying to rest. But I came to church early. And I saw this man. It was so unusual for him to come to church that early. I said, bro, what's happening? Is there a problem? He said, yes. And he told me the story of this woman. He said, Pastor, please follow me to the hospital to pray for this woman. I said, as you can see, I am tired. I cannot go with you. But this one thing I can do. I can pray over anointing oil. And you take it there and God will do, it, do the rest. All right? And I looked for an empty bottle you know, of water. Put the anointing oil there and prayed. And I said, take it there. And he took it to the hospital. I thank God this woman came to House of Change to testify because in 48 hours, what 40 doctors could not diagnose or treat, God treated it. And she was perfectly healed. She brought her baby on her two feet to give thanks to God, to dance and celebrate. You will celebrate your miracle. Sometime in October of 2011, I received a call from one of my members. Sir Pastor, there is a bad case here. Please, if you don't mind, kindly branch at my house. I went to the house of this lady, one of my members, and she took me to 
a neighbor's house. She said, this neighbor's son and her own son attended the same school. When we got to that house, the woman was sleeping on the floor. She couldn't get up by herself. She was dying. There was this wound back. Nurses know what I'm talking about. That was attached to her breast because she had breast cancer, advanced stage, and she was already on end-of-life morphine. You know what that means. And I started talking to her, but she couldn't really talk audibly. She was so weak, she was in pain. She said, Pastor, I don't want to die. Please pray for me. I need to let you know she was Catholic. All right? I said, I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. I said, yeah, whatever you want to do, please do. Don't let me die. I said, I'm going to anoint you in the name of the Lord. I said, whatever you want to do, please do. I don't want to die. So, I took my anointing oil, closed my eyes, looked up to heaven, and suddenly God opened my eyes, and I saw these tiny, tiny things, so plenty in the breast. And God said, those are the ones eating her up. I said, Madam, God showed me what is happening to you. Can I pray with you? And I said, yes, please. I went with my member, you know. And we prayed and anointed her with oil. I need to add that the wound this woman had on her breast was so big, an adult fist could enter and come out. So big. That was on Wednesday. Wednesday morning. And then the following Sunday, after church service, I said, well, let's go visit this woman that we prayed for last Wednesday. And I got there, and it was this woman who opened the door for me and welcomed me to her house. I said, really? What is happening? And by the time the woman opened her chest, the hole had closed up to the size of a quarter. I asked her, what happened? She said, I don't know. All I know is I am strong. All I know is I am healed. She got back to her doctor. Who, of course, you know now. And the doctor said, what happened to you? She said, I don't know. A pastor came and prayed for me and anointed me with oil. And the doctor said, mm, anyway, anyway, you still can't tell. And you know something? This woman went back to work after less than five weeks. That was 2011. She joined us, was baptized, became a member of the choir. She's still in our choir today. 2019, she received a letter from the doctor. Let's evaluate you again in case something is there now. And she went back and they did all manner of tests. And afterwards they said, well, come in, let's talk. And the doctor spoke to her and said, we couldn't find anything there. I don't know if you have any sickness that is called incurable or terminal. Wow. This Lord who specializes in doing the impossible to prove that he is still alive. He will come through for you tonight in Jesus' name. I can tell you more. We were having a program in church one day and the Lord said, there is somebody here. You will soon go to the doctor and they will tell you what is in you is a fibroid. But don't worry. Don't worry. Don't touch that thing in you. 
What I didn't know was that this woman had been battling with fibroid for a long time. She just, herself and her husband just joined the church and they had been believing God for a baby for several years. And she went to the hospital, Northwest Hospital, and they told her, you have fibroid, so-so dimension, diameter, and so on. And the husband said, well, maybe they should evacuate. And the woman said, you remember, pastor said, they will say they see fibroid. We should not allow them to touch the thing. And they said, leave it alone. Let God do what he will do. Two months later, they said, this fibroid has grown bigger. They said, leave it alone. But one thing I want to tell you, nine months later, a baby boy, Shogo, came. In House of Change, we say, fibroid turned to fine boy. I don't care what doctors have seen. I'm telling you what God has seen. He is giving you a better report today in the name of Jesus. We were in church one day. And the Lord said he was releasing the anointing to cancel debts. And there was a brother in the church who owed $76,000. 76, student loan. And then everybody prayed. Everybody prayed. And we went home. A few days later, I think he traveled. He came back to America opened his mail, and there was a letter there, $76,000 loan canceled. He was free. You're owing something? God will help you pay. God will help you pay what you cannot pay for yourself. I was ministering in Nigeria at a miracle service like this, I think in 2018 or 19, all right? And there was a woman at the convention in Nigeria. There was a woman in the congregation, a pastor's wife, a DP's wife, who had a hole in her heart. Everything we were doing during the service, she couldn't do. She couldn't even stand up by herself because she was very weak, very weak. And we prayed, all right? And this woman left church, by the end of the convention, she saw that she was stronger. She could run. She could do strenuous things without getting tired. And she went back to the same doctor that did all the tests on her. And they found no more hole there. All right? Jesus had performed that surgery on her. That was in August of that year. And she waited until December to be sure that the thing was really so before sending her testimony. I am praying for you. Any organ in your body that is not functioning well. Tonight, the Lord who has sent me to you will heal you in Jesus' name. I can give you many more testimonies of Jesus saving, proving his calling in the lives and ministries of his servants. Hear me. Signs, wonders, miracles, deliverances are the practical demonstration of the power of God to deliver people that the enemy is oppressing. Our gospel, the gospel we preach, the gospel we believe in government is a gospel with signs and wonders. Your yes is not encouraging me now. You know something? Your yes will be loud as soon as you receive a big miracle because it's going to happen. 
the sweetest part of it, friends, is that God desires to enable you to do greater works. That's it. Every believer is by divine default a licensed agent of signs and wonders. Say, I am a licensed agent of signs and wonders. Yeah. That's the essence of the greater works we are talking about. That's the essence of this convention. That what I'm sharing with you today, I will not just be sharing it, but that very soon, you also will be sharing the same and even more in the name of Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Lord. The Lord said, there's somebody here tonight hearing this message. He said, there's a window of opportunity that opens to you only once a year. Once it closes, that is it for the year. And it has happened to you so many times that you lost that opportunity. said, in fact, the one for the year, you already lost it. He said, I should tell you, next time round, that opportunity will not elude you. I don't know who you are. As I'm speaking, he is also ministering to me. I don't say there's somebody hearing this message tonight. Say your life is going down very fast. And it's certain that if nothing happens soon, you will hit rock bottom. He asked me to tell you, I won't let you hit rock bottom because I will rescue you. Thank you, Lord. Now, say somebody is hearing tonight this message. He said, the next one year, counting from today, shall be your most significant yet for good. Thank you, Lord. Now, there's somebody hearing this message tonight. Paul said, you are in the middle of a big storm. And you are wondering where God is. He asked me to tell you, when there was a similar storm in the Bible involving me and the disciples, what was I doing? Answer. He was, unless I should tell you, go get a pillow and sleep. Because before you know it, the storm shall be over. In fact, if you are that person, when it happens, please publish it. Because the Lord is faithful. Who will do it? Now, the realm of greater works is where God wants you to be. And that is where he wants you to operate from. God wants to anoint you. He wants his power to flow through your hands, flow through your mouth, flow through your mind, flow through your being, and do the supernatural. As long as you will serve the Lord in the church, on your mission fields, as long as you will serve the Lord with your pastoral ministry or prayer ministry or even marketplace ministry, God is both willing and eager to pour his anointing on you and make you an agent of greater works. And this promise 
is for those who believe. He said, as they go, the Lord was walking with them, confirming their words with signs following. I prophesy over everyone listening tonight, as from today, the supernatural shall be your norm in the name of Jesus. No longer will you be a believer without proof. People will not ask you anymore, where is your God? They will not ask you, but you say you go to church. They will no longer ask you that question. Before you open your mouth, proofs will speak for you in the name of Jesus. Yours will be a proof-producing life, proof-producing family, proof-producing ministry, proof-producing business in the name of Jesus. Lastly, if you are yet to know the Lord, if you are yet to make Jesus your Lord and personal Savior, the salvation that he has brought, which redeems from sin, is the same salvation that makes available all other blessings. So if you miss the salvation that redeems from sin, that word that I read in the beginning of the message said, how shall you escape? If you neglect such a great salvation that Jesus brought, that even proved with signs, with wonders that people witnessed, so he's given you a very good opportunity tonight, not only to access healing and deliverance, but also to access the biggest of all, salvation of your soul. And so tonight, I'm going to ask you, everyone in the house, who wants to accept Jesus and make him their Lord and personal Savior, together with the eight groups of people that I mentioned earlier, if you want to be ministered to, you want help tonight, please step forward now. Jesus is in the house. He wants to help you. And if you are coming, please make it quick. Because time is of the essence. You want to be saved, please step forward. You want help, step forward. If you are that person, you have frightening encounters in your dreams, step forward. Bright stars in your family die young but you don't want to die young, and you still want to excel, come forward. You could be described as a late comer in life. Come forward. Every prophetic word that, he has, that God has given you has been resisted by the devil. Come forward. You're always appearing unprepared for your big breakthrough. Come now. You have looked forward to sorting out critical issues with God at this convention. Step forward now. You have any malfunctioning organ in your body? Step forward now. You are dealing with the same thing that God delivered you from. Step forward now. You want to ask Jesus to become your Lord and Savior? You want to become born again? Step forward now. The rest of us, please, let's rise on our feet. I'd like every one of us to raise our voices to the Lord and begin to give thanks to God because He is in the house to do what man cannot do. In fact, to do much more than we can ask or think. Can I hear your voices, saints of God? Give thanks to God. Bless Him. Thank Him because He's here. And that to bless us. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone in the house, I want you to pray to the Lord. Jesus, you are my healer. Heal me tonight. Make me whole. According to your word and promise, make me whole and do it now. Open your mouth. Begin to pray to the Lord. 
Express your desire for healing to the Lord. Heal me today. Heal me today. This is a message about great salvation with proofs. Oh God, heal me and make me whole now. In the name of Jesus. Is somebody praying? Is somebody praying? Oh, heal me, daddy. Make me whole right now. 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 The entire church, I'd like you to pray to the Almighty God. In the name of Jesus, I put a stop to every harassment of the devil in my life. Open your mouth and begin to pray. I put a stop to every harassment of Satan in my family, in my affairs. I put a stop to his harassment. Satan, hands off. Remove your dirty hand from my affairs. In the name of Jesus. Remove your dirty hand from my family, from my children. In the name of Jesus. I terminate the harassment of the enemy in everything that pertains to me. In the name of Jesus. I command every influence of the devil in any area of my life to be terminated now. Open your mouth. Pray. I am a child of God. I am not your victim. I am not your slave. I decree right now every influence of the enemy in any area of my life. I am a child of God. Covenant is working for me. Be terminated right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The entire church, I'd like you to pray to the Lord. Father, release the mantle for greater works on me now. And now you need to pray that prayer. If you mean business, this is the time. This is the time. Release on me the mantle for greater works. My life cannot remain what it is. My life cannot remain as I came in here. Release the mantle for greater works upon my life in the name of Jesus. Let the anointing for greater works fall on me right now. Oh God, make me a carrier of signs and wonders. Make me a doer of miracles in your name. Make me relevant to my world. Let me be a blessing to humanity in the name of Jesus. Let there be that shift in my life that people that saw me before I came to the convention will see me again and they will know something has happened. They will know a shift has taken place in my life. Release that anointing now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Release that unction upon me right now. Breathe on me. Breathe on me, Lord. Breathe on me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Daddy. In Jesus' name, we pray. I'm going to pray in a moment. Jesus said, Anyone who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do. That statement is so simple but loaded. And Jesus meant it when he said it. And he still means it today. Everyone that is accepting the Lord into their hearts as Lord and Savior, please put your hand on your chest so I will know you are the one I'm praying for right now. If you are accepting Jesus as your Lord, Put your hand on your chest as a sign that you are the person I want to pray for right now. Okay? Because that is, that is 
what every other thing hangs on, I tell you. Okay? And I'm going to pray for healing right now. You see, if Jesus paid for it, you don't have to negotiate the price again. It's been paid for. Just reach out and take it. It is free. If it's been paid for, just grab it by faith. Put your hand where you have issues. I'm going to pray for you. Almighty God, you sent me, and they believe that you sent me to them. Therefore, let the healing virtue flow now from here to the congregation, through the airwaves, to the nations of the earth, wherever they have joined us from. Let the healing anointing flow now. Every sickness that you are dealing with, from your head to your feet, I command them, out in the name of Jesus. Out in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing now. Be made every weight whole in the name of Jesus. Let that healing and anointing begin to work in your body in the name of Jesus. Regardless of how complicated the situation may be, let the power in the name of Jesus solve that problem now. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. You will look for it after today. You will never see it again. Let all cancers disappear. Wow. Uh, yeah. Let all cancers disappear. I tell you something. I see some microorganisms falling out of people's bodies now. Let all cancers die in the name of Jesus. Let the healing anointing flow right now. Anyone who has problem with their reproductive system, receive healing in the name of Jesus. Wow. Ah, every mental case, including the ones that are waiting to manifest, I command, disappear in the name of Jesus. Everyone in front, please join your hands together. Every deliverance case in this place, especially the eight cases that God mentioned. Maybe I should tell you, God mentioned these eight cases shortly before the service started. I wanted to go change my clothes when the Lord started to speak to me in my car. He said, these eight groups of people are in church today and I want to help them. God who spotted you out of the congregation will attend to you right now. Oh Lord, I pray the deliverance power that is available in Christ who said, in my name they shall cast out devils. Rabba sheke bradu zotondo miku radaba sutondo limaki pradi dabo shahang radaya zike kapare dabo sotondo limashende he gradu zeten kaliaba I decree, let that deliverance power 
flow through these people right now and deliver them from the shackles of the enemy in the name of Jesus. As you are touching each other, let there be the power of God that is conducted from one person to another that every one of you will receive the anointing for deliverance right now. Wherever you feature among these eight categories of people, I decree, God who spotted you out is attending to your case right now. In the name of Jesus, receive your deliverance. Receive your deliverance. Receive your deliverance. From this very moment, it will be sure that indeed you have encountered the Lord. In the name of Jesus, everyone in the congregation receive the anointing for greater works. No longer will your life be without proofs in the name of Jesus. Because you are a saved soul, everything Jesus decreed that will follow you as signs, let them begin to follow you in the name of Jesus. Your life will never remain the same. Your family will never remain the same. Your business will never remain the same. Your family will never remain the same. In the name of Jesus, every inhibitor of the anointing, Disappear in the name of Jesus. As from today, you will begin to, uh, to operate as a licensed agent of greater works in Jesus' name. No longer will your life remain the same. In the name of Jesus. Father, much more than I can verbally pray. Much more than I can verbally express. Ex express because Ephesians 3.20 is in the word. And it's still valid. Our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. I decree right now, much more than I could speak. There is one of you that is expecting that pastor will lay his hand on your head. Holy Spirit, touch that person. Yes. 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 Touch that person. Make the difference. Thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shout hallelujah. You can go back. God has answered your prayer. Your life is no longer the same. I'm waiting for your testimony. Government NA, welcome to your greater works. Hallelujah. God bless you.